Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Pokemon, the podcast where we talk anything and everything Pokemon. And boy, oh boy, we have a doozy of a topic to talk about towards the end of the episode. Something that I feel like is going to most likely have an impact on the Pokemon TCG side of things. Um, I, I'm not hearing a whole lot of talk about it, uh, except for the day that the news dropped. But, you know, we, like I said, I'll get there towards the end, because um, that's kind of like the big conversation uh, that I want to have. Uh, but overall, how are you guys doing? Hopefully everything went all right. Hopefully you survived April Fool's Day. Uh, that day is always such a dangerous day when it comes to social media headlines because you never know what's real or what's not. For instance, and this is just a, pers- like a personal thing of mine where I, for a quick second, bought into it. And I was like, I digged in a little deeper. And I was like, oh, this is completely false. But uh, if you did not know, uh, if I if you did not catch the other parts of my episode where I mentioned that Halo is one of my favorite franchises, video game wise, along there with Pokemon, uh, there was a April Fool's prank um, by some sort of Twitter account that very much resembled a three four three, you know, the three four three Halo account, and it had the message saying that Halo Infinite will be delayed till summer twenty twenty two, and. It seemed legit. Everything seemed fine. Even uh, um, what is it? Is Kotaku like the uh, the video game uh, journalism site, whatever? Uh, reported it too and was like, "Oh my gosh! Like Halo's been delayed till summer 2022. And then the Halo content creators got like up in arms about it, and it was just like a widespread panic. And then eventually came down to re- to the realization that it was a fake account. No one bothered to check right away how many followers it had. Because the original 343 Halo account, I mean, it has, like, thousands of followers on it. This fake one had 93 or something. And it's like, yeah, this isn't real. And eventually, yeah, it was outed that it was a fake. Kotaku had to apologize for their report. And it was just a mess. But just overall, just April Fool's is just a dangerous day. Uh, But funny enough, Pokemon uh, just was Bidoofing all day. They just had Bidoof memes and videos and sounds and pictures and I, th- I think that's always been kind of their thing for april fools was just put bidoof up and praise bidoof as the the god of pokemon basically so you know that was that was kind of fun to see throughout the day but um overall there were a couple events that happened uh on april fool's day across a few pokemon games which we'll talk about in a second so this is how it's gonna go uh, I'll talk about those those couple events there. We're gonna go through the video game news, um, which, for the most part, is small, except for of course Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go always has to come in with some big news, big events, and everything. Uh, we'll talk about some new Pokemon Center drops, and then of course we'll end with the Pokemon TCG news. Um, an announcement, well, a couple of announcements. One bigger, I would say, bigger than the other. And of course, we end with our Pokedex trivia. So, without further ado, let's let, let me briefly keep you up to date with what happened on April Fool's Day. First of all, in Pokemon Sword and Shield, there were Magikarp raids being promoted, but not just any other ordinary Magikarp raid. They actually had Magikarp raids where you could not catch the Magikarp, like. I don't know if they were almost impossible to defeat or not. Like, I think they were just there, but you just could not capture the Magikarp. I think it's very much similar to, like, the Mewtwo event, where you could fight the Mewtwo, but you just can't catch it. Um, but, yeah, that was the promoted raid for 
April Fool's Day. Um, I think people got a kick out of it. I don't know if the rewards were that great, but uh, I think it's just funny that the you know every time you're gonna open up a, a raid den, it's just a Magikarp, and then what are you gonna do? Just I guess go ahead and fight it just for kicks and giggles. The other event was on Pokemon Masters. They had a happy Team Break Day. Uh, where you just had to battle um, Team Break. Like they were taking over the Pokemon Center, or yeah, the Pokemon Center in Passy or whatnot. Um, very short, just gave you a few extra prizes. Kind of almost not worth it, though. I mean, the gems were fine, but it didn't feel like a whole lot compared to the other events. Um, I think they just wanted to do like a quick little story uh, just to get people to, to log into the game. It, it was okay. You know, it wasn't the best thing. It's not like you're missing out if you didn't do it. Uh, it was it was fine. Uh, but the I guess the other April Fool's uh, event was in Pokemon Go. Uh, they had for one whole day, um, basically, when, yeah, I think it was the entire day that you had more, as they claim, mischievous Pokemon running about. So there was a lot of Toxicroaks, Purloins, um, some, most of these Pokemon were also most likely to be dittos. Uh, so you had all, all those Pokemon running about, which is kind of a good thing considering that if you still had, if, if you were working on your Mew research, uh, master, like masterwork research, I think if you're on step two, we had to capture, you have to capture like 30 of every single type of Pokemon. This really helped out with like the fighting, the poison and the dark, more specifically, probably dark. Cause we're. I, I, from what I'm hearing, um, and my own also personal experience, Dark, Fairy, and Dragon seem to be, like, the toughest to get right now. Um, it's just, like, a very, very slow grind to them, especially since they don't commonly appear. So, you know, if you had to get Dark Pokemon, that day would have been a nice day to at least put a dent, uh, into that 30, uh, limit there. And, yeah, I, I, that's pretty much it. That's all that happened on April Fool's Day, um. I like that Pokemon partakes in these things. Uh, you know, there's, I don't think there's really anything to complain about. They're just like, you know, extra little events that, you know, it, you know, it's okay if you miss out on it because you're not missing on anything big like the Magikarp. You can't capture it anyway. The Team Break, it's only a couple hundred gems that you were given. And uh, I guess the biggest deal would probably have been Pokemon Go. But even then, it's not like you were rewarded with anything heavily. It was just nice to see some. Uh, different spawns and especially ones that will help towards that field research for the Mew masterwork research, uh, you know, event. Uh, but yeah, I, otherwise, I don't think anything else has really happened. I got some new Pokemon products that just came in from the Pokemon Center, which was the playmat, the sleeves, and the deck box. All for the most part, pretty fine. They're pretty okay. Um, my deck box, the, the, the magnet part of it, or at least the part where you, like, you could put your name on there, had a bit of a, like, a scratch or a smudge in there, which, it is what it is. Um, I'm not gonna go through the hassle of returning it, though. But I will, again, emphasize that they still need to really work on their shipping, because, again, it was just all loose in the box, and it was, like, maybe one, like, strip of, uh, what is it, bubble, bubble padding or whatever, and everything was just shaking about, and I, I, it didn't ruin anything, right? Like, maybe the, bo the box of my playmat was, I guess, bent, um, was a little kind of punched in, but otherwise, it didn't harm any of the products. Uh, if if this was glass, probably it would not have been in good shape, 
um, you know, like one of those ceramic kitchen stuff, but hey, I'm going to just let this one slide. Although I still, as I emphasize in my, one of my previous episodes, I really want them to focus on the customer quality of things where we get better, uh, packaged items. Um, the, the return process is, uh, much easier because I, I just finally got my return for the glasses that I had bought the 25th anniversary glasses that had a chip on the inner lip of it. Finally got that return. But when I went, go back to, to see if I can buy it again, it was completely sold out. So I missed out on those glasses, which really sucks, but you know, I, I, I got to write a form. I feel like, you know what? Back in the day where we can write a letter to the company, uh, I don't know if people still do that. Do you know anyone that still does that where they write a formal letter like pen and paper wise and mail it in? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I want to write an email at least to them and just kind of express how I feel about the Pokemon Center. And again, awesome site to shop for awesome Pokemon product, but just they got to work on a couple of things there to make it even uh, more desiring to go. All right. Well, let's dive into the the video game stuff because... uh, Everything is fairly short, one or two things going on, except for, of course, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go has one major event that is current, no, that's about to start um, as we are now entering our April month here. But let's start with Sword and Shield. Uh, The Wild Area event is currently uh, now presenting Easter Pokemon, well, Pokemon pertaining to Easter, such as Azumarill. and there's a chance to capture a shiny Azumarill. So I guess the shiny uh, den of it is like promoted. Um, so you have increased chances of encountering one, uh, which is pretty neat. Uh, again, I like how they do these events themed for particular things. And this only seems reasonable uh, to have a Easter event featuring pro- like a, a bunny looking Pokemon. Um other Pokemon that would probably appear, um, from what I'm seeing here, uh, Lopunny and Diggersby uh, seem to be also featured. So uh, go out and get your shiny Azumarill if that is one of your favorite Pokemon. And for the competitive folk, uh, the Ranked Battle Series 8 slash Season 17 is now live. The rule set adds all the capability of using one restricted legendary Pokemon such as Mewtwo, Calyrex, and more. And that's it. For Sword and Shield, which also, by the way, in case you didn't notice, and I didn't promote it yet, but um, Austin and I, uh, if you remember, uh, he came on uh, for a previous episode, um, Score to Squad 47. Uh, We did a bonus episode where we kind of had an open review discussion on the Pokemon Sword and Shield games. Um, Considering that Pokemon 25th Anniversary is doing, uh, you know, their, their... generations per month where they started with Galar in the month of March and now they're in Alola for the month of April um, so on and so forth Austin and I are going to go through the games and kind of towards the end of the month record an episode where we talk about uh, that generation and our experience with the game and and if it holds up to this day and and you know pros and cons with it and stuff like that so um, if you're interested in hearing that conversation it's it's the episode right before this one Um, it's called bonus episode welcome to Galar a uh, a discussion I think or something like that so you know check it out I'd appreciate it if you if you could all right let's talk about Pokemon Cafe 
and we're done. Uh, no, but for real, I, there is just one event. There's always just like one event, and this is a repeat event because now Galarian Slowpoke is expected to return uh, from April seventh through April twenty first. So if you didn't not if you did not get your Galarian Slowpoke uh, earlier when that first came out in Pokemon Cafe, you have another chance to get this. Go Pokemon Cafe. Again, I'm very worried what's happening to this game. I don't understand why they're just still constantly doing repeat events and, and not even mixing like new events, like how Pokemon Masters does it, right? They'll have their new events still going, and then they'll bring back one of the legendary events, like to get Ho-Oh or Mewtwo or Palkia, and, and it'll be there for, you know, whether... If you, if you already got it, you don't necessarily need to focus on it. But if you didn't get it, then maybe that is something you want to make sure you have your attention on, so... I don't know why Pokemon can't, Cafe can't do the same thing. I don't know. But what I do know is that we have two events going on in Pokemon Masters. Um, I guess we'll just talk about this one really quick. The Pasio Explorers Story Event is now live in Pokemon Masters EX. This event will run from April 16th. And we'll tell the story of May and Burke helping the young Apasio to find eggs. Um, it also has a daily stage to get special egg Pokemon, which I did do. I did do that a uh, special stage, and I got a Squirtle egg, so I'm pretty happy with that. Um, but also the seasonal scouts of Sync pairs May and Lopunny, and Burke and Togepi are available. The interesting thing here, the thing that kind of threw me off was that they gave Togepi to Berg. Now, I'm not familiar with Berg. I think that's like a Gen 5 trainer. I'm, I'm sorry if I got that wrong. I, I honestly don't know Berg that well. Um, I missed out on Generation 5, 6, and well, kind of like 4, 5, and 6. I played them. I don't know if I even completed Gen 5 and Gen 6. So I don't really know the trainers that well. But the thing that throws me off is that... Does he have an association with Togepi? Because if anything... Uh, Misty should get the Togepi. Because that's like an anime reference right there. But I'm wondering if maybe Pokemon Masters is was trying to avoid that. Because I don't know what fits into the lore of things, right? But I just feel like it would have been kind of cooler... And maybe more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, more in enticing uh, to get Togepi if it was paired with Misty. Because that's just good old classic, you know, that's that's Kanto uh, anime right there. The May and Lopunny, I don't know if Lopunny has any correlation with May, um, but it's fine. Uh, I've checked out the, the scouts, um, you know, like the preview of it, and they seem okay. Lopunny, I think, seems like a, a fairly good... Um, sync pair to get. I don't know how I feel about Berg and Togepi because Togepi has decent defenses, not great, but not terrible either, um, and really does uh, support the other sync pairs you might have. But I just feel like it's still a little too weak to the point where it may not be usable. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm willing to hear you guys out if if you think you have other opinions on it. Um, but that's just how I view it. Uh, I tried to get Berg and Togepi. Uh, I think that out of the two, that's the one I definitely want to get just cause it's Togepi, but I, I failed on my 11 pool. So I'm going to have to try to go at it again. 
<sighs> I don't know if I'm going to spend gems. I don't know why I always say that, because I always end up spending gems anyway, but still, uh, it's something I would like to avoid. Also, in Pokemon Masters, we have the Legendary Arena Latias event um, going on until April 14th, and it provides a challenge battling against Latias in order to get a variety of rewards. And then, along with this, also came the Diantha Gardevoir Sync Pair, which apparently sounds like a pretty strong uh, Fairy Strike Sync Pair to get. So, you might want to get your um, you know gems going on that one. But the, the Latias is fairly... Uh, it was kind of easy. Um, I think the first couple of difficulties are easy to get through with just uh, Blastoise, Charizard, and Venusaur. Um, if you have those, because I was able to completely finish that first first set, but the second set took me uh, a little bit more of a struggle. It gave me a little bit more of a struggle than the previous one. The third one, I had to end up using, I think, a total of nine different sync pairs, or maybe just six. I can't remember, but I ended up using more than I had expected to. Um, so, you know, it's it's doable. It's reasonable. Uh and just kind of just make sure you check out, you know, YouTube videos if you need the help with the walkthroughs and stuff. But um, definitely the the green, blue, and and red uh, sync pairs are, are going to carry you through at least the first uh, the first difficulty stage for sure. Um, other than that, that's it for Pokemon Masters. On to Pokemon Go, which I told you has, is the biggest one. Um, I guess we'll start with kind of the minor stuff before we talk about the big event. Uh, research breakthrough for April is male Frillish. So if you need the other counterpart to Frillish, there you go. Start, you know, saving up your field research and making sure that you claim it for this month. Uh, the referral system is now available worldwide. This system, uh, with this system, players can get a code to give to players who have been inactive for 90 or more days or to new players and after three days, they will get some rewards. These rewards are based on tasks that the player completes, and the returning slash new player will also receive rewards, including encounters and raid. Uh, yeah, just raids. So, um, I, it's uh, I don't know how to what to think about this. Like, it's nice, it's cool, I guess, to have referral codes. You you and your buddy earn uh, rewards and whatnot. But from what I saw, I there's like a lack of people not playing pokemon go to do this with right everyone you know is probably already playing pokemon go there's no one really to refer so i don't know like and i think i said this before i don't think it's gonna be that successful but it's better to have one than not at all it's it's nothing new it's something strange for the game but it's just something that you know most people who don't normally play mobile games but their only mobile game is pokemon go it, it's a little odd for them. Also, in April, starting April 1st, Giovanni's Pokemon have now changed. And as of April 1st, you'll be able to get Shadow Zapdos from Giovanni when you use Super Rocket Radar obtained in either timed or special research. Um, so there you go. If you need a Shadow Zapdos, this is the month to pursue that. Now on to the big event, which is, of course, the spring event. It features increased Pokemon pertaining to spring and Easter, adding Shiny Bunnelby and Mega Lopunny into the game. It runs from April 4th to April 8th, which my issue seems like it's, I think it's a little too short for all that stuff to happen. But uh, then again, 
Uh, do we really need it to extend any longer than it needs to be? I don't know, but four days just sounds so short. The event features increased spawns of Pikachu in a flower crown. Execute, Meryl, Plusle, Minin, Baneri, Bunnelby, and more, with Shiny Bunnelby being available. Chansey, with a flower crown, will be in the wild, and Happiny in a flower crown will be in eggs, and both will have a chance of being shiny. Execute, Eevee in a flower crown, Pichu wearing a flower crown, Togepi, Azuril, Baneri, Happiny with a flower crown, Munchlax, Rufflet, and Bunnelby will be in 2k eggs. It's not bad. The Rufflet's kind of an odd one, uh, considering that it's usually put into like a, a higher level tier of Pokemon, uh, kind of rare to get, but uh, no complaints here about this one. Mega Lopunny. This was, I guess, the one of the mystery Megas that we're going to make its debut this month. Mega Lopunny will appear in Mega Raids, and then you'll have other spring-themed Pokemon appearing in Raids as well. Uh, there will be Mega Lopunny-inspired outfits in the shop. Shadow Execute will become more common. Event-exclusive gift stickers will be at Pokestops and gifts during the event. There will be field research, giving encounters with Azumarill, Rufflet, and more. There will be a collection challenge to complete, giving access to a lucky egg, Mega Lopunny energy, and experience. There will be two times hatch candy. Lucky eggs will last for an hour, and then... 50% egg distance. Um, I think it sounds like a pretty solid event. Uh, a lot of Pokemon, a lot of repeated Pokemon, that's for sure. Uh, but I think just the newly added shinies that they had, because I don't think Chansey and Happiny had shiny availability. I could be wrong on that one. Um, but this is just nice to kind of keep it more focused and just make it an, an overall good uh, event to go out there and walk um i think there'll be a chance like i believe you should have some fairy pokemon running around which would be very good for the mew masterwork research and that's it for pokemon go and the rest of the video game stuff um like i said it's a small laundry list of events but it's nice to have this slow down because i think especially with pokemon go it's just been event after event after event after event so you get a little bit of a of a breather here. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about Pokemon Center. Because there are some interesting new drops. Uh, drops that we should probably talk about and mention. Um, although I will say the, the, the Battle Styles booster packs that were supposed to have come out that day. Um, you know, the listing was there. It was up for a while. And then finally it went up for sale. But then it almost, I think within an hour, just kind of was put back to un being unavailable or something like that. But then just like just recently, a couple of days ago, it was back up. But then they took it back down after a little bit. And then even just today, it was back up for a while. And now it's unavailable instead of saying out of stock. So I don't know if that's a kind of a worrisome thing uh, to be concerned about. But uh, I, I feel like they, they will bring it back back i think it's just nice to occasionally buy packs from here from the site here and there especially to help reach that 20 dollars minimum threshold for free delivery um but some of the other drops on here uh we did finally get the 25th anniversary pokemon celebration mouse pad uh which is kind of neat it's only 10 bucks um i haven't gotten it yet or i haven't bothered to order it yet because i'm still kind of waiting for other items to drop which apparently 
Uh, sometime earlier this week, there were listings on Pokemon Center for what appeared to be bookends. Um, it had like Charizard, Blastoise, uh, Venusaur, Pikachu, and Snorlax bookends. But the postings were there, and when you clicked on them, they would just say, oh, page not found. So it was kind of put there on accident because shortly after that, it was taken down from the Pokemon Center website. Regardless, I'm very excited for these bookends because I just want to know what they look like. And of course, I'm going to buy Blastoise. I don't know about the other ones, but maybe I will. I think they were only like 30, 30, 30, 40 bucks, something like that. So not too terrible, but probably not the most ideal thing. Again, it's going to come down to the aesthetic of it and what it actually looks like. In addition to the mouse pad, uh, they dropped the Alola starter charms. So we did have the Galar ones, right? It was like the the sil- silver sterling silver charms with the uh, colored gems around the loop or something like that. Well, now we have Poplio, Litten, and Rowlet available. Uh, there's also a new pixel pin for anyone that's still collecting those. Uh, this time it's Tangela, and that one pin alone is eight bucks. Uh, again, the pixel pins are a sweet move, smart idea. Um, I just wish I had enough money to catch up with all of it because there are a bit. But the biggest thing would be that they dropped just the just today, the day of recording this, which is a Friday. Uh, they just dropped some graduation themed stuff, which they do this every year. They always have graduation themed products. Um, in case anyone wants to order any for their significant, uh, you know, beloved family member that may be graduating. Um, this one seems kind of mild, though, because I can't, I could have sworn in previous years they had all the things like this that we're going to talk here in, about in a second. But also like plushes and and themed like uh, mugs or something like that. But this time, most of it is just pins uh, and some necklaces. So... I guess the the first three things I can bring up here um, is that there are graduation pins on a sort of like envelope or letter of some kind that you can send uh, send to them as a congratulations and they get this cool little nifty pin. Uh, there's one that says like congrats and it's got Pikachus all over it. There's another one that's kind of like more formal looking. It's just got that Pikachu pin on the bottom right corner. Um, almost looks very wallet-ish the way that it can open. Uh, but it's just like a normal standard letter. You open up the flap and then you can write in it. And then the other one is just legitimately just two pins. Um, it's like Pikachu wearing like this, uh, the graduation outfit. And then I can't really tell what I, the other Pikachu is just holding a, a picture frame. Um, and wearing another graduation outfit, but this time it's blue. What I do like is the tassel. On these graduation hats, uh, the, one of them is a Master Ball and the other one's an Ultra Ball, which I think was kind of like a, a cool little clever thing to add on there. The necklaces are pretty nice. Um, I I like every single one of them. Uh, I think my personal favorite, though, would probably be the, uh, the pendant necklace, where it's kind of like, imagine like a ribbon, right? Um... Uh, what is it like a circle center and then you got like two ribbon tails coming off of it and in the center for this one is the pikachu 25th anniversary uh logo and it is made out of gold of some kind uh gold plated yeah it's gold plated ribbon and has an etched pikachu face in the middle and the year 2021 um 
Yeah. It, this one looks by far probably the best of the three. The other one is just a graduation hat with the Master Ball being the tassel for it, which is fine. Um, the third necklace they have here um, is a snapshot 2021 uh, pendant necklace where it's Pikachu's face uh, smiling. Um, it's a square frame. And then at the bottom of this, it says 2021. Uh, and it, this one's also gold plated. So if you know anyone that's graduating I and they're Pokemon fans, I'm pretty sure they'll be happy with any one of these things. So just go ahead and check out Pokemon Center and, uh, and you know, just take a look and see if, the, if it's maybe something that you can uh, give us a gift uh, uh, to them, to those that are, uh, you know, graduating, whether it's from like high school or college or whatever. The one thing I do want to point out with these products, uh, is actually the two products I haven't brought up, which are like the, the, the preschool books for Pokemon. So they're called Pokemon primers. The first two books that came out were ABC one, two, three, right? Those are the two versions. There's another two, coming out later this fall one's on shapes the other one's on colors now when these initially were up which was about a few weeks ago they were taken down pretty much immediately i guess they were they were there too early these were put up i didn't bother to really click on them because you know i i actually the day before um i went to barnes and noble and asked about it and they just went ahead and ordered it for me so i have two coming my way you know one abc one one of the one two three because uh, I, I have a son uh, who's who would definitely love uh, those books. So I figured I'd get them for him. Um, they weren't carrying them in the store. They were just online. And uh, they just ordered online for me. And it's going to arrive there. But the thing that's confusing me and that's baffling me right now is when I went to go check the Pokemon Center website, they were out of stock of these books, which I didn't think there was that much of a demand. Or... It just was there. It just wasn't active yet. But then I went to check barnesandnoble.com. But when I looked up the books, they were completely out of stock. And I was like, this is bizarre. So then I went to Amazon. Amazon also says they're completely out of stock. So I'm very confused why. Like, did they print such a low amount that they didn't think they were going to sell out of this product? Like, I don't know if there's anyone that's legitimately buying all of these books like i don't this this isn't like a reselling thing like who who's gonna buy this book for like 50 times the price that it's worth i mean it's 13 dollars, so i don't think anyone's gonna pay 20 25 bucks for this book i don't know but it's just crazy to me that it's completely sold out now i'm hoping that mine isn't a fluke right like you know they ordered it but now they can't fulfill it i'm hoping that's not the case now, with the those being sold out, though, I did go ahead and just pre-ordered the other ones just in case. They don't come out until towards the end of October. So if you're really wanting these books for your kids, uh, check out at least uh, Amazon for the pre-orders for the two uh, the shapes and colors that are coming out later this fall. So that's it for all the Pokemon Center stuff. Um, they are starting to switch a lot of these things from being on, uh, out of stock to unavailable. So if there's anything that you think you want from here, now probably better than any is the time to, to check it out and, and see if there's anything that you want. But let's go ahead and move on from the Pokemon Center and get to the Pokemon TCG. 
There's really just two headlines here. One of them, uh, we'll start with this one first, that on Poke Beach, you can now find the product images for all of the Chilling Rain uh you know, products that are going to be coming out, such as the um, the Elite Trainer boxes, the booster boxes, uh, the three-pack blisters, the one-pack blister, the binder, the build and battle box, a couple promotional uh, art pieces there. Um, and more interesting, well, there's a couple interesting things here with all the product images, right? This isn't new, of course. We, we always get the product images fairly early. Poke Beach is usually the, the first ones to kind of start reporting on that stuff. Um, but the first thing I want to point out is that... On the booster pack art, uh, there are, there's usually four Pokemon that are get, that get featured, right? Those are like the four main highlights of the uh, of the set, um, the cards that you definitely want to go for. This time around, we have five uh, Pokemon that are being featured, which does make sense. So in Chilling Rain, the go-to card, the the featured card is Calyrex. And of course, whether or not Calyrex is on Glastrier or if Calyrex is on Spectrier. And because of that, the two, two of the booster packs are going to feature uh, Calyrex and one of those two horses, um, which look very, very cool. Actually, the promotional art for this is pretty awesome like i kind of wish they would these would be framed pieces because i think the calyrex glastrier is probably the best one of the two but um anyway those so like i said those take up two of the pack art and then the other three are the galarian legendary birds uh zapdos articuno and moltres which makes sense because again that those are highly sought after cards especially their alternate art cards but it's just interesting that we are getting five uh distinct booster uh, booster pack arts and i'm curious if i don't know i guess it's not that big of a deal um i just find it interesting that you know if they're just making the exception for just this one set or if we might possibly see this in the future and just you know they'll feature more uh pokemon on there which i think might be kind of cool considering that you know there are collectors out there that like to collect one of each pack art of the booster uh and this would just kind of I don't know, add more fun to, to that side of collecting. So um, it's just interesting to see that we have just that extra one there. The other interesting tidbit, which isn't necessarily a new thing, uh, with the Elite Trainer Boxes, it's always featuring the Pokemon or a Pokemon, uh, a popular one of that set. So for instance, uh, with Shiny Fates, we had the Eevee uh, Elite Trainer Box with Vivid Vol Voltage. There was Pikachu. Now... There are times when we do get two versions. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is usually XY Evolutions, where we had a uh, trainer box, elite trainer box for Blastoise and elite trainer box for Charizard, uh, and then we had the Sword and Shield, where we had an elite trainer box for Zacian and an ETB for Zamazenta. Then just recently, we had the Battle Styles elite trainer boxes, where we have you know Urshifu Rapid Strike and Urshifu Single Strike. But, you know, those are kind of few and far in between. They don't do it for every single set. Well, even though Battle Styles was our last set that just got released, this next set is also going to feature two ETBs. So, of course, this is going to be uh, promoting uh, Glastrier and Spectrier with Calyrex. And, of course, Spectrier, Calyrex Spectrier has the, uh, 
the purple shading to the box and then the Calyrex Glastrier, which, you know, I keep saying their names and I think there's actually a shorter word for this, but I, I'll just look at it later. Um, anyway, their, their tone, their color theme is more of like an icy blue in a way, which obviously makes sense. Uh, and for me, just the most interesting part is that this could easily be something that's going to be permanent moving forward. Not, I'm not saying that it is, or there's any hints or, you know, leads that there is. Um, it's just, I feel like in marketing wise, that's probably smart on Pokemon's move because it sells more and it gives more choice to, uh, you know, us as the customers to be, you know, uh, be able to like pick, you know, which version do we want? Or if we want to buy both, we'll buy both, which is probably what most collectors will do. So, I think this is kind of something they should keep permanent. Find, uh, you know, in every set two Pokemon that should be featured and make them into the Elite Trainer boxes for this. That's just my personal point of view. And I, I would like to see that uh, moving forward because um, it's just I think it's just a neat from a collector standpoint. It's just a, a neat thing to, to kind of get into. And yeah, other than that, there's not much more to say um, unless you want to know the cards. Uh, for instance, there's 8 Pokemon VMAX, 15 Pokemon V, 26 Full Art Pokemon, 28 Trainer Cards, 13 Full Art Supporter Cards, and 3 new Special Energy Cards for a total of over 190 cards in the set, uh, excluding single uh, Secret Rares, of course. So, yeah, um, another big set. Another exciting one, because again, of the featured Pokemon, the Galarian Birds and Calyrex with the Horses. Um, very, very exciting to get this, uh, this booster box. Cause it looks, that design is just awesome. You guys got to check it out. But now the big news, the news that kind of is probably the, the most important part of this, um, a while back, about a, a little over a week ago, out of nowhere, PSA decides to suspend card grade grading services this is kind of a big deal considering the probably one of the main reasons why there are scalper issues is because of the idea of, you know, getting your card graded. So first off, let me give some context to myself here. I I am aware of grading services. I know what grading is. I get the value behind grading. I know what goes into grading when it comes to comic books. I'm not, you know, I don't delve into PSA grading cards. I don't buy PSA graded cards. I don't send any cards to get PSA graded. I've, that's like a, 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 an area of this collecting business that I haven't, you know, stepped foot in. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not exactly naive to uh, the the concept of grading, um, but I'm also not entirely knowledgeable when it comes to PSA specifically for cards so if i get anything wrong or if i kind of sound like maybe uh that i kind of maybe know more than what i'm talking about which i i don't um i'm I'm just kind of everything i'm about to say is just my own opinion my own perspective my hope and mentality uh of the of the entire situation um so just you know take that with what you uh with with what you want uh as as i kind of venture into this topic but According to this report from Poke Beach, PSA, the largest card grading company in the world, has suspended most of its card grading services through July 1st. This is an unprecedented move for the company, and they quoted a part of, guess, the announcement on their site. 
The sheer volume of orders that PSA received in early March has fundamentally changed our ability to service the hobby. The reality is that we were we, that we recently received more cards in three days than we did during the previous three months. Given our growing backlog, it would be disingenuous for us to continue to accept submission for cards that we were unable to process in the foreseeable future. So what's going on is that PSA is now... It, I guess immediately just said, okay, we're going to stop grading and then followed up with, okay, we're not going to completely stop grading. We're going to make sure we address the higher tier members. Cause I guess they have a membership, uh, for, for their company and they're going to take care of those, like the highest priority tier first, and then gradually go into the next tier and start looking into those submissions and so on and so forth. So it's kind of a, you know, a pause in their business, but then prioritizing what it is that they need to take care of first and then work their way backwards uh, to make sure that everybody is able to get addressed. This is very smart in PSA move. Like I, I think this is the best thing that they could do um, to kind of meet both sides, right? They're not going to completely stop, uh, but they're also not going to say, hey, you know, everybody just go ahead and send your cards. We'll still get to it. No. So, for them to do it in this gradual process is probably the wisest move that they can make during this time. PSA uh, grading has become a much bigger uh, collecting, uh, I guess, factor into this whole thing. You know, uh, ever, ever since the, the YouTube, uh, ever since content creators uh, for Pokemon on, on YouTube has gotten bigger and bigger, a lot of them focus on PSA grading. When they give you the, the rating or the, the price value of the card, uh, when they open up the the packs and everything, that's more so of the cost of the card if it was PSA graded, and not even like PSA like six, seven, eight, nine. It's usually PSA ten, um, which is kind of a difficult thing to achieve because, of course, the cards do come sometimes beat up, um, the edges get sometimes dinged here and there, and so a PSA ten holds a much much higher value of course than the other PSA uh, levels so because content creators have gotten crazy with that have gotten have just blown that up uh, and and reached that interest to a lot of people everyone that's getting into the Pokemon business has started submitting all their cards and I think you usually submit it in bulk in like a hundreds maybe I'm not entirely sure about that I think the last time I just kind of checked in on it um, it just seemed like I had to submit a certain amount uh, to to kind of even proceed further with shipping cards to get graded so with all of these people uh, again going into that plus the scalpers who know that if they open their own product and they can get those cards and send it off to PSA, they'll get their, their investment back in it. Of course, PSA is going to get backlogged. And um, it's just, I think this is such a, a more impactful move than I think people are, are kind of maybe just not seeing, or maybe, like I said, I'm naive in the situation. Maybe I'm just kind of over-exaggerating it, but I am curious if this is going to deter scalpers, right? What's the point of going after these cards if people are not going to get these cards PSA graded in the time that they want to, right? Like if they're the, the thing with scalpers, like they need to be able to sell their products quickly. So that way the interest doesn't get lost, right? Because if it's popular right now, 
It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be popular in a month or two months or three months, not even tomorrow for that matter. So, you know, scalpers have to try to push out their product right away. So if people are not rushing to get their cards PSA graded, will that slow down the scalpers? Will that tell scalpers, okay, you know what? I don't want to invest any more money onto this if people are not going to buy as much product as they used to. So let's just leave this amount here because I don't need to grab it right now. I, I don't know. I'm That's what I'm kind of wishful thinking here. Like it's it's going to either slow down the scalper scene uh, or I guess maybe not change it at all. But I, I'm looking towards the positive of this. Now, with the limits being uh, done at pretty much every target now i think the target has all switched to on fridays at 8 a.m uh all pokemon products or yeah all pokemon products 1999 um or higher than 1999 are going to be sold um i guess at the guest service counter or the the you know uh the uh what's it called the electronic section or uh and then everything else is going to be left on the shelf um i don't know if that plus some walmart's limiting uh are going to is going all of that is going to help slow down the scalpers and then just there'll be more product available like i'm already seeing on social media people are able to find product they can find booster packs at the very least but you know is in my area right now i'm it's the same there's there hasn't been any change even with the limits in force like there's i still can't find any product maybe i find the occasional uh, two-pack blister but it's a two-pack blister of like a sun and moon base set and a crimson invasion uh booster pack uh you know i'll be lucky to find anything uh vivid voltage or battle styles or um any like sword and shield stuff for that matter so yeah i i think the fact that psa has, has done this is hopefully going to make a bigger impact than maybe what people are neglecting and uh, I, because I get, I don't know if I'll ever get into PSA grading, but it's something that has interested a lot of people. Getting something, you know, professionally looked at, you know, uh, judged, um, you know, as analyzed to say, hey, this is the perfect card, and we're going to encase it in here to keep that perfection, give it a fancy looking label, and and for some people. That is just a, oh, cool, I can now sell this for like five, ten times the amount that it's actually worth. Or for probably most collectors, um, that's something to display. Which, I'm, I don't know, if how do people feel about actually PSA grade displays? Like, I see a lot of shelves in backgrounds of Instagram, uh, uh, you know, Instagram Pokemon content creators. But I don't usually see them. I, I guess I don't usually see PSA graded cards on those shelves. When I see PSA graded cards from them, they're usually the ones holding it up or it's like on a pile on a desk, but it's not displayed. So I don't know if I want to go that route and maybe try to display them. I don't think they look that great in a PSA uh, slab, but I, I do get the concept behind it. I do get why there's such a big craze for it. So 
I kind of wish, I don't know, you guys, I want to know more from the Pokemon community what their actual thoughts are about this. Because, again, it's very quiet on uh, on social media as far from what I can see. And maybe I just don't look into the headlines that deep with this one. But maybe it's also because I just haven't seen that many headlines reporting it. The day that it was announced, I, I posted on Instagram. Uh, I know, like, less than a handful of other um, Instagram users and, and even Twitter profiles you know, some of them were uh, uh, sharing out the story as well. And, and that was it, though. At the day after, not a single word was mentioned about it. So I don't, it's just like a weird situation. And I kind of want to know what the real world like mentality is behind this. You know, is this wishful? Like, is this going to be a positive impact? Is this going to be a negative impact to the Pokemon community? Or is it really not going to do anything at all? So Hopefully in due time, or you guys can tell me, you know, reply back to me, uh, or send me a DM or something, and just let me know your thoughts and opinions on this, because I, I am legitimately curious um, as to what others think. So, yeah, that was the big topic I wanted to talk about, so th- thank you guys for just kind of hearing me rant a little bit um, about my thoughts on that. I, I appreciate it. So, without further ado, let's go ahead into our last segment of the episode, which is, of course none other than the Pokedex Trivia, where I read to you a Pokedex entry of a mystery Pokemon of the episode, and you have to guess what that Pokemon is. Now, I cannot tell you which game the Pokedex entry comes from, but I can give you a couple hints uh, in the short time that I will give you uh, to take a guess as to which Pokemon it could be, and then I'll reveal who it is, and we'll go over some of the trivia found here from Bulbapedia. So, here we go the mystery Pokemon of this episode. It attaches itself to a tree branch using the top of its head. Strong winds can sometimes make it fall. Now, there's a couple of Pokemon for me that kind of come to mind immediately. Um, what's kind of interesting that you wouldn't think of probably the whole hanging aspect from, if you looked at this Pokemon. But, I mean, as a whole, it does make sense that, you know, it does, it would have... I guess hang from a tr- hung from a tree at some point. It is a uh, monotype Pokemon, but it does eventually evolve into a dual type. It has the hidden ability Pickpocket. This Pokemon does not have a mouth. It has a total of three stages in its evolution. It was introduced in Gen three. There's not much more I can actually give uh, hint-wise to this Pokemon because it'll just eventually give it away. Um, so, you know, get, get, take take a little bit longer. You know, I'll, I'll stall here for you. You know, if you if you just scramble through all your grass-type Pokemon. Ah, see, there's another hint. It's a grass-type Pokemon. Not too long ago, at least I don't believe not too long ago. Eh, it was sometime last year. It had its own community day in Pokemon Go. Okay. Not going to wait any much longer. So lock in your guess, whatever it may be, because here we go. It is none other than number 273. CDOT is the Pokemon of this episode. CDOT, also known as the Acorn Pokemon. Now, again, if you look at it, right, it does obviously resemble an acorn. And sometimes I think I forget that even when looking at it. It's, I just think, oh, it's a round thing with a, with a, a cap. Uh, but... It does 
it obviously would have fallen from a tree. It would have hung at some point. So I guess when it falls, it loses that little hook part of its uh, head branch of some kind. Um, so it, the Pokedex does fit. Uh, it, it's fairly obvious. The shiny is interesting. I think I like it better in Pokemon Go than I do in the pictures here. Um, but it's kind of like this orange-brown color uh, instead of the faded brown that it originally appears with. And I think that's really the only color change to it. Now, it is, of course, the first part of a three-step evolution. Um, you have Seedot, which evolves into Nuzleaf, which then evolves into Shiftry, which becomes a dark grass Pokemon. But let's go ahead and look at some of the trivia here. Together with Magikarp, Rattata, Ninjask, Pichu, and Goldeen, Seedot is the easiest Pokemon to catch in Pokemon Ranger with only one loop necessary. I wouldn't know. I've never played Pokemon Ranger, but I take their word for it. Seedot can be seen as a parallel to Lotad. Both are grass-type Generation 3 Pokemon that are part of a three-stage evolutionary line, whose first evolution occurs starting at level 14, and whose second evolution requires an evolution stone. Seedot was exclusive to Pokemon Ruby, while Lotad was exclusive to Sapphire, and... Additionally, both Pokemon can be found in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum by using dual slot mode with Seedot requiring Ruby and Lotad requiring Sapphire. And then both can also be found in White Forest in White. Okay. Uh, that Yeah, that's alright. Uh, the trivia there is like, it's those are just facts, which I guess that's trivia. I don't know. It, it was not as interesting than as the paragraph made it seem like it would be. CDOT is tied with Bellsprout and Sunkern for the lowest base special defense stat of all Grass-type Pokemon, I guess, for whatever it's worth. Um, it's an okay Pokemon. Uh, I, I, I do remember being excited for the Community Day for this Pokemon. And, you know, Shiftry's alright, but it's definitely not one of my favorite Grass Pokemon. Um, it's almost forgettable, uh, in, in my personal opinion. It, I think Seedot, out of the three, I think Seedot is probably definitely my favorite stage because it just, it looks cute. It looks simple. Um, Shiftry just kind of looks like it's trying too hard to be cool. And Nuzleaf, I'm not quite sure where I stand with that one. So, yeah, Seedot is fine. Not that great, but not terrible either. All right, well, that's the end of this episode. Thank you once again for listening to the entire episode. Uh, I do, do appreciate it. Please um, check out the previous episode I did with my buddy Austin where we talked about Sword and Shield. I would also appreciate that. If you want to reach out to me, uh, have a conversation with me about PSA grading or fill me in, you know, educate me on that, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at SpartanStrike07. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube at SpartanStrike07 and eventually on Twitch also at SpartanStrike07. Uh, if you just want to go ahead and email me uh, comments, concerns, suggestions, any sort of feedback about the podcast, um, you know, I'm, I'm all open to ideas, maybe a topic you want me to talk about, go ahead and email me at SpartanStrike07 at gmail.com. All that info will, of course, be put in the notes of the episode. And that pretty much wraps it up. So thank you guys once again. I fully appreciate it. And I can't wait till next week to, so we can continue talking about everything and anything Pokemon. Mm -hmm.